On this episode of Initial Relations, it's our holiday special. As Rob and I unwrap, our producer wrote that, our naughty and nice list for the industry. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. He's making a list, checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty or nice. The notorious one is coming to town. And welcome, everyone, uh, and Merry Christmas to a very special <laughs> Christmas episode. <laughs> this is oh. your co-host, the notorious Rob, the notorious one, who is coming to town, I guess. Uh, I dressed up for this uh, thing, and and uh, my my uh, partner in, in podcasting, the fabulous Greg Robertson. Woo! Uh, Greg, we couldn't find an elf costume for you, I guess, no, for, for this n- None that would or... fit anyway, but uh, Mele Kaliki Maka. So, uh, yeah, this is our Christmas episode, um, as you can tell, uh, and we decided we're going to try and have a little bit of fun uh, with this, but at the same time, you know, like, we'll see, because we decided we're going to do the naughty or nice uh, yeah, for 2023 nice list. list. And I'm gonna try real hard, Greg, to just just focus on the nice. I'm gonna try real hard and let you do the naughty. Uh, oh, oh, is that? I, I, thank you I, so I, much. No, I have a feeling, just given you know who we are, uh, it, it might go the other way. But we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, but from that standpoint, sir, I'm gonna let you start. We'll just kind of take turns. Let's let's start okay. actually with this. Let's start with with alternating. Let's start with nice. Nice. Who is okay. your top of the nice list? for 2023 for you gosh you know the thing is about this that people don't know is like we rarely prepare for these things correct we do not have a list we're coming up with it on the fly you're seeing content Uh, i'm gonna say it right now i'll tell uh, and and this he's a latecomer to this um a lot of people doubted him but uh how about let's give it up for jerome powell today uh yesterday (laughs) he he announced (laughs) hey right i mean come on you can't argue with me on this I can't argue with you on this. Well, hold on. He pot, you know, he did make another rate increase and he announced that it looked like there was going to be uh, maybe uh, three cuts next year. So that's sent the stock market rallying. Uh, interest rates uh, for homes have been going down. I think, you know what? Um, he was maybe on the naughty list at the beginning, but he just switched right over to the nice list in the last uh, in the last couple weeks of the year. How can you okay. argue with that? I'm going to refrain from comment until we swap. <laughs> so uh, top of my nice list, I think, this sounds really weird, and maybe it's just because it's so fresh in my mind. I'm actually going to put our friend Sam DeBoard on the nice list. Oh, wow. Primarily okay. because he and I argued so vociferously on that one one episode. Um, and uh, it was really frustrating to argue with him. Um but at the same time, I got to give it up for the man. Like, I don't know if NAR could have a better defender, you know, uh, of the indefensible uh, that NAR has become. But if, like, like, yeah. Plus, apart from just that episode, fact of the matter is I do think that Sam has done a pretty good job with Riso in 2023. Right? I haven't been to any other conferences, but just talking to sort of the prop tech people, they feel like Riso is sort of on the right track. Uh, you know, he did have to go to Paris uh, for 
you know, whatever that was, you know, exporting liability worldwide, I guess. Um, but, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm saying as an individual leader, I- I'm going to give it up for Sam, name him uh, as the number one on my nice list. So let's okay, flip to the I- naughty. Who's I- on your naughty uh, list? Well, I mean, I think even though to what degree um, – what really happened at NAR with uh, Mr. KP? Um, you we know, can name him. He's st- not Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, some say that there was some sort of shenanigans going on with an ex-staffer. Some say it was just, uh, you know, his his overall vibe was not a good thing, right? I mean, I think I think it's still in question exactly what. But I think a lot of people basically have come down to uh, he was not a nice person. Uh, and he was a little bit naughty, right? Hmm. So um, it's got to be on my – the first of the year of my naughty list would probably be uh, Kenny Parcell, uh, okay. former um, president of NAR, the National Associated Realtors. So I, I should – like do we want to have debates about each other's list or just – Move on. Well, Do you know what I mean? Well, wait, like, well like you didn't want to. You didn't comment on my Jerome Powell. You're just gonna. I mean, you're gonna nitpick what you know. You're gonna only pick the one. No, no, not not have. that. It's it's more of a, of a high level question. Like, no, I think we'll, we we'll can, see how it goes. I think we can add a little. I think we commentary. can go back and forth sure. a little bit. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, All right, sure. I have no real commentary on on that. It was just because of this next okay. piece. So on my naughty um, list, number one, Jerome Powell. <laughs> That's why I withheld comment when you named him yeah, okay. right. as the no, nice, okay. right? For a, for a bunch of reasons, right? Number one, uh, he could have helped me win a steak dinner if he had pivoted back in – was it May when I made that prediction? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like <laughs> I mean, motherfucker, if you're going to pivot, can't you pivot so I could get a steak dinner out of it? So that's number one. But more seriously, right? The issue with Jerome Powell for me is, okay, he – completely wrecked the housing market and the economy back in 22 and kept wrecking it into early 23. And then to pivot now, what it sets up in my mind, and again, I'm not an economist. I just look like one and play one. And I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But all of the sort of respected like analysts I'm following are going, okay, so this is a repeat of the 70s. There's a chart I wish I could pull it up that shows exactly like rates and inflation. And we are absolutely tracking the 70s. So this pivot now means, okay, we're going to have this short-term drop like we had in, I think it was like 1975, and then inflation will come roaring back. And my issue is, okay, as a real estate industry, we're all excited about lower mortgage rates. Well, dude, the lower mortgage rates are 6 and a, 6.8. You know, it's not – the lower mortgage rates aren't 2%, 3% like we saw back in – you know, the Trump years. Well, they're never right? going to get that. I mean, not in our oh, lifetime, they're going to get back to fine. that. Fine. What I'm saying is like, we're getting all excited because we went down from eight to six. Okay. On the flip side of it, by rate, by pivoting now, what this will do is it will jack home prices up next year going forward. So, okay. Rates are lower. Cool. Now home price is going to be back on some fucking insane double digit increases next year. So no, he's number one on my naughty list, not to mention the fact that the central bank is the cause of most of our problems. Uh, and you could, you know, I'll let my libertarian freak flag fly and <laughs> the creature from Jekyll Island is actually what's ruining America. So no, he's number one on the naughty list. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, it's, it's such a weird thing out there. And 
you know, uh, stock market highest ever, unemployment lowest ever, ever. Uh, cons- you know, the, the consumer demand this quarter is off the charts. Um, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's an amazing, it's amazing right now. Uh, going into election year, we'll see what, if any of that all matters. It doesn't look like it does, but it uh, it's going to be an interesting election year for sure. It won't matter because he can print all the money in the world. Is he making any more chickens? Is he growing any more wheat? When grocery bills are going to be three times, like, it's going to be fucking insane. And like Jerome Powell is, I mean, it's not, he's not really to blame. I'll, I will say that. Who's really to blame are the morons in DC who keep spending, you know, but he's enabling all of it. He keeps buying their fucking treasury bonds. So he could just, you know, so, all right, anyway, let's move on. Anyway, you're okay, number on two the, on the nice list. Nice list. Okay, uh, I'll I'll put it out there for him. We had um, we've talked about I think at a, cu- a couple podcasts about this, but I'm going to say new home builders. Um, these guys have filled the gap of some of the inventory demands. They've also been able to provide, um, you know, some you know buy down um, on the interest rates and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the guys that have come in here and, and really, like I said, filled the gap and also been providing some, some, uh, much needed, uh, low interest rate loans, uh, to people. Uh, I'm going to give it up to the new home builders. All right. Uh, I'm going to agree a hundred percent and then still call foul on it because that's a group. I would like an individual's name, please. Who is on your well, we'll no, nice Kevin, list. We'll, be, we'll put Kevin on the, on top of the list since he's, uh, He's he's been on the the podcast before, right? Kevin Oakley. All right, there you go. As representing <laughs> the new home builders, exactly, Mr. Yeah. Kevin Oakley, one hundred percent agreed. New home builders are um, now. Here is the thing: like they've had a record breaking year because of that. So good for them. I don't think they get any more presents because they've sort of given themselves a present. But one hundred percent agree. <laughs> my number two on the nice list. I think this has to be it because you know I published my seven most interesting people. It will be a shared prize. Between Mr. Ryan Schneider of Anywhere and Mr. Dave Lineker of Remax, because those two gentlemen pulled off what I think might be the greatest snatching victory out of the jaws of defeat I think I have ever seen. Um, and uh, and I know you and I have talked about it a little bit. Yep, Anyone yep. listening, you haven't read it? My post is up. It's public. You know, it's not behind the paywall. It's the seven most interesting people. But I'll quickly, very quickly summarize. Um, those two guys, when they settled, I think the rest of the industry thought they were morons. I think they were like, what are you doing wasting all this money when you're going to win? Now that Sitzer verdict came in, they look like geniuses. And they look reading through the settlement terms themselves. Um, it's pretty shocking what they what they were able to negotiate. It's unreal. I fully expect the two of them to have kind of insane 2024, right? Just absolutely insane because some of the advantage that they have from a competitive standpoint is just unreal. So for me, I think num- number two on the nice list has to be Ryan Schneider, Dave Linegar. Comments? No, I think uh, I think you're I think you're exactly right. I mean, is that a nice thing? Sure, it's a nice thing for their shareholders. It's a nice thing for their agents. Um, so yeah, I gotta agree. I, I, I got no problem with that. Not at all. Thank you. All right. Moving on. Number three on your naughty list. 
I mean, you know, I wouldn't be a uh, an organized real estate, you know, pundit without <laughs> having to throw this guy under the bus. But Michael fucking Ketchmark, man, <laughs> right? Lead attorney for the Sitzer Burnett case, who is now suing the entire you know country after uh, the successful, uh, the so far successful. It's going to be appealed. We, we're going to they're going to go for an appeal, but of the Sitzer Burnett case in Missouri. Um, yeah, this. Uh, you know, let, let's say that he's been very uh, successful. I think he's been running circles around as far as narratives um, with the industry, as far as he's a, just a better communicator about his side of the story than, than the industry has been. But, um, you know, as I think we believe, I mean, I think it's good to have more transparency, but this is a scorched earth type of thing that's going on here. And uh, I, you know, I just, uh, I don't really like him that much. So I'll just put him on the naughty list. All right. I mean, I, th I think that's fair. It's hard to, I, I don't know how I feel about Ketchmark, right? Because I agree with everything you just said. At the same time, I guess it sort of comes down to, do you feel that fundamental reform is necessary in our industry or not? Because if, if you feel like fundamental reform is necessary, then it's hard to really kind of, you know, at the same time, he's he's going to bankrupt companies. He's going to make life miserable. So I'm with you, right? I mean, but as an agent of change, if change is something that the industry desperately needs, which I kind of believe it is, and we could talk about that today or in future podcasts, um, then it's a little hard. You know, it's, it's a little bit like – I'm trying to think of it in a better analogy. Like, you know, I kind of look at it maybe the way you would look at, say, like the Visigoths. You know, because uh, what's that okay. meme? Like, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? I think about the Roman Empire a whole lot. Right? <laughs> it's it's a little bit like barbarians at the gates, like tearing things down, so that the we'd look at our our own structure. Go, oh shit, we have we actually have a problem, right? Um, and I kind of feel that way about him. So it's hard to love the man. It's hard to be like, good job, Michael. But it's just, you know. So it's like, yeah, you've exposed weaknesses and flaws in our system that we need to address. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in agreeing. agreeing. Okay, so good. Uh, my naughty list then would be the exact counterpart to that, which is, and I don't have the person's name anymore, but it's like Victoria Gillespie maybe or Mantel Williams, meaning whoever is in charge of NAR's PR communication, naughty list. No. Like yeah. what the fuck, boys and girls, right? Uh, I mean, you just sent me that clip of uh, Tracy Casper on CNBC, yeah. right? And I thought Tracy did a pretty good job. You know, like like I said all along, Tracy's very personable. You know, she comes across, you know, somewhat genuine. Like, of course, she is doing talking points, and of course, it's corporate speak, and they, you know. But I'm saying she came across likable. I thought she came across concerned. You know, she didn't come across as like some evil, like <laughs> conspiracy. Like, and I'm going, why didn't you have her on every, like every program, November one? Like, why? What? So, yeah, I mean, for she, me, uh, whoever uh, PR is naughty, right? Naughty list. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you on that. Uh, the selection, I do do not agree with you on Tracy's performance. I mean, again, you know, her words did not spark imagery that was like you know, uh, compelling and inspirational. It was just really, you know, the like going into the details of like why, I mean, it's just all this realtor speak 
that nobody understands. And I, I, I get her heart was the right place. And I think she came across more genuine than a lot of others, but it's like, again, that's not that message. The messaging is not resonating. We need powerful message. We need strong declarative statements. We need imagery. We need, you know, inspirational. Things. Sure. I mean, it's not, sure. No, look, it's, it's I'm not, not in disagreement. Yeah. I'm not in disagreement with that. What I'm, I, I'm, my point is very narrow, which is that Tracy Casper, the individual is actually a really decent spokesperson because she is likable. She's well-spoken and she doesn't come across as a screechy harridan. Like what was that episode that there was a, an episode with Michael Ketchmark was on like CNBC or CNN business or one of those cable channels with some woman, I can't remember her name. And she just came across as abusive and like, you know what I mean? Like fingernails on a blackboard type of thing. And I'm like, Tracy's not that. That's all I'm getting at. You're, you're exactly right. So that, you know yeah. what? That adds so naughty because if you are doing competent PR, you would give her better talking points. You would give her the imagery that you're asking for, you know? So, and again, at this point, it's like, okay, great. You got her on CNBC. The audience is like 12,000 people. You know, what I mean? like, it's not. Well, yeah, but I mean, to be fair, and also that was a really softball interviewer, right? She was really absolutely queuing right. her up and everything. So right. there was, I mean, right. I don't know how they got that person to do that, but that was great, right? So, I, but what I'm pointing is like, get her on PPD, right? Get her, get her on Joe Rogan, get her on the podcast because. As we have talked about, as I've written about, it's not about CNBC. Nobody watches CNBC. Who gives a shit, right? It's about getting on like breaking points. It's about getting on the big podcast because that's where the average person is getting their news information today. So, hey, NARPR, please, please wake up and do a better job. So, naughty list. All right. Nice. Your turn. Oh, God. The nice list. Oh, man. I see this is like we, we didn't prepare for this. <laughs> do, do you have one to go first and then I'll come back? Um, yeah, I think I do. Okay. And again, you know, I have the advantage of having done this seven most interesting people, right? Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this one. I'm going to save – do it at the, at the very end. Uh, I'll move it to – I'm going to say Douglas Miller. Uh, who I wrote about in my seven uh, people. Yeah, like, who the hell is that? So he's the executive director of um, CAR, C-A-A-R-E, right? Um, like a co uh, Consumer Advocates for American Real Estate, right? And I realize some people are going to put him on the naughty list. I don't for this reason. Um, he basically has been an attorney, a broker, and a consumer advocate out of Minneapolis for 30 years. And it turns out he's the guy that kind of called in to um, Cohen Milstein and told him about what was happening and got all of this triggered. Got hmm. he's he's the origin behind all of this happening, right? I put him on my nice list because I think the industries desperately need of major reform, right? And I my opinion on that has gotten firmer over. The past few months, as I've done further research and some of the history behind why we are where we are, um, and look, I mean, I've done some nonprofit work in the past, like long before I joined real estate, and I know how hard it is. And I feel like he's been slogging at this, and he's really paid a personal price uh, for some of his activism. 
And the way I look at it is like, you could disagree with him on in terms of like the message. You could disagree about the ideas and what he's pushing. I think though, you do have to acknowledge someone who spent 30 years in a thankless slog because he cares about consumers, right? Right. And at a minimum, we could have a debate as to whether you know, the the buyer agency thing is good for consumers, whether fiduciary duty is actually being lived up to. So for that standpoint, um, I'm going to put him on my nice list. He's uh, he's somewhat inspirational just for like, you know, you read about some of these other people in other industries, right? Who've just been working, 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 trying to do something for veterans rights or something for animal rights or whatever. That's kind of how I feel about him. Um, I feel like he's a true believer who's never compromised his beliefs and finally had has, has had some some major impact on the industry and the world. So I'm going to give it up for Douglas Miller. Yeah. Again, I think like a lot of listeners, maybe I'm not as familiar as you are with him, but um, I did read the post and yeah, it seems like he's been out there um, mm-hmm. doing the, the Lord's work, as we say, uh, right. the good work there out. Right. Uh, Again, it, depends on who you, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. It depends on your perspective. I totally get it. But, you know, if you think that it needs to be, that our industry needs some some reform, then then that's what it is. All right. Yeah. You've had so some time to think would, about it. Yeah. I think to me, um, when I look out there and I, I think of uh, in the industry of people that I'm like, okay, you know, this, this, this guy has made me think, this person has made me um, question a lot of things. Um, and also, you know, what I like about him also is that it's not like, you know, some critics out there are just critics and they don't practice. You know, they're not that practitioners either as a vendor or as a, or as a broker. But I'm going to say Greg Fisher. I mean, I, I love um, – he's a great Twitter mm-hmm. follower, a follow, and um, he brings up some very interesting, um, you know, ideas and concepts. And he's, he's at the forefront of giving a lot of opinions. I mean, when this Howard Hanna thing hit with uh, uh, the IDX policy, he had a lot to say there. Um, and he's just always questioning. He's a good, he's a, a good guy to start the conversation. And I think we need more conversations out there. Um, sometimes what he says is not the most popular opinion, but then you got to throw it out for him. I mean, Weston Maine, where he's been working for a while now is mm-hmm. doing well and they're doing things different. And um, I think he's a big part of that with Stacy and the, the rest over there. Um, so I got to say, uh, you know, it's just good to be his friend also and mm-hmm. you get to engage with him and, and see him. But um, I'm going to put, I'll put Greg on the list there. All right. No, I'm going to agree with that. I, he's he's a great follow. He's very smart. And he and I don't agree on everything, but that's what it should be. I mean, it would be freaking scary if somebody agreed with me <laughs> on everything. Like, Sonny doesn't agree with him on everything. <laughs> Sonny doesn't agree with him on like half my shit. So, yeah, no, that's a good call, Greg Fisher. All right. Swing it back over to Naughty. I have to do Naughty now? I thought, well, I just did. I thought it goes back to you now. No, because I just went nice first. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Naughty. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Naughty should be easier, um, man. Come on. Well, you know, hey, I, I, I like to – I love everybody, Rob. Come on. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's like – it's hard because I, I, you already, you've already chastised me for like – you want me to give it a, a, a person. particular a person, person yeah. not like, you know um, – yeah. 
Yeah. Department a, a of Justice, thing or no, 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 whatever, right? Yeah, not the <laughs> right. DOJ or whatever, <laughs> right? Um, you could, I mean, you could name the Assistant Secretary of the DOJ, for example. Well, you know? yeah, let's let's. So, uh, I mean, I, I would say probably, yeah. I mean, Lena Khan. Okay. Okay. Right. I mean, I think, and and maybe this is just standard operating procedure for these 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 kind of departments, and it probably is, but. Um, it's like we're playing a game of cat and mouse with the DOJ, right? It's like, just tell us what you want, mm-hmm. right? Just be mm-hmm. open and like, these are the things we want to do. And this gameplay of like, we're, we're tearing up the, this agreement. Uh, we're we're going to collude with the uh, the Sitzer Burnett thing. Mm-hmm. You've got the uh, the MLS pen thing going on there that um, uh, is it, still mired in like, what is going to go on here? Just fucking tell us what you want. Right. Let's mm-hmm. let's start. You know, it just seems that maybe it's because they can't really do that. It has to be some consensus or it has to come from the ether that they kind of like pump into whatever room everybody's in. I don't know how it is, but I mean, just just tell us what you want. Right. right. I mean, you know, right. quit being such a coy, you know, mysterious. So I'll make one siren. correction for you. I'll, I'll okay. correct. I'll make one correction for you. So the name you want is not Lena Khan. Who is the chair of the FTC? The name you want is Jonathan Cantor, okay, who is right. the assistant yeah. attorney general in charge of the Department of Justice Antitrust Division. So, with that change, in case we write up, like Jonathan Cantor is your naughty list guy yeah. because, so, yeah, of he, the, he's up the, there for yeah. for damn sure. <laughs> All right, I, look, I I can't as a as a confirmed anarcho capitalist uh, who hates all things government. Um, I ain't gonna have a problem with that, like. Department of Justice, deep state. You know, uh, it, it is what it is. <laughs> On my naughty list, and again, I, I wrote about him, but I, so it's this is the easiest fucking podcast ever because I could just talk about something I wrote about. Um, <laughs> I want to preface by saying I'm naming him even though I don't know anything about him and he's probably a great guy. Okay, so just please, I'm naming him as more of a symbol, just like you did with Jonathan Cantor. You don't know Jonathan okay. Cantor, right? Right. And it's going to be Corey Shepard, CEO of San Diego Associate Realtors. Right. Again, Good not Lord. because of Corey. He's probably an amazing guy. I, I just don't know. I've never met the man. But as a symbol for just the absolutely horrendous Ugh. allegations. So I'm going to have to say allegations because it's not proven yet. But God damn it, there are some receipts out there. Right, of just unbelievable corruption. Literal going on. receipts, too. That's the literal receipts, right? <laughs> unbelievable corruption going on with what it looks like is total cooperation, or at least like gross negligence of the board of directors, right? But the real problem I have is the utter, complete inaction by California Associated Realtors and the National Associated Realtors. No action, nothing. Nothing has been done. Uh, when this popped, CAR released some boring-ass corporate-speak press release saying, we're investigating with all available resources. I'm like, dudes, that happened in July. It is not the end of the year. You don't have a f- nothing, not a report, not a letter, not a thing. Frank Powell, the chair of San Diego Associate Realtors, who is on record in this lawsuit as you know, having told one of the execs, we're the mafia, and so you better get on board. That dude is an NAR director, didn't lose his seat. That dude is the chair of the CAR Region 24, I think it is, did not lose his seat. 
there's nothing of reprimand. There's nothing of nothing. Zero. Zip. Yeah. So you know what? I, I still don't understand why this story has not. Oh, my God. I mean, it's it's just it boggles the damn mind. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you have anything to do with CAR, I want to know. And I maybe I'm the only ass who wants to know. I'm pretty sure I'm not because I've heard from a lot of San Diego brokers and, and realtors who are just like, why? What's going on? Yeah. So, hey, CAR leadership. Hey, NAR leadership. Stop fucking talking to us about ethics if you can't deal with this. If you can't even invest, if you can't do nothing, just shut up about ethics. Shut up about transparency. It's all bullshit if you don't deal with this problem. So he yeah. is – Absolutely. Now, again, not Corey Shepard, because right? I don't, you know, like he's probably an awesome guy. But I'm naming him to Naughty as a representative of this unbelievable lack of action. Yeah. Yeah. Totally Done. agree. And again, All right. unbelievable. unbelievable. Let's switch over. Nice list. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. I think I have one. Um, All right. And I think you're going to agree with me. But I mean, during, especially, I think, before, but mostly after, you know, this lawsuit hit and all of us are just reeling from the decision. We, you know, we're, there's all these kind of rumors and what's going to happen. We made our own kind of like jump to conclusions. Uh, some of them right, some of them wrong. But like the, the, the real comforting uncle we've had to kind of guide us through these kind of lawsuits and how and and really um you know predict what's going to happen and then after the thing tell us well how things are going to happen in a very clear and uh explain it to me like I'm a 5-year-old manner i got to give it up to ed zorn who's one of the mm-hmm. you know the yep. uh, counsel for uh crmls um mm-hmm. he's been on our podcast before he's been yep. on several podcasts and this guy is the light in the tunnel when it's all dark that has been able to uh, ahead of time um you know predict made a lot of the predictions that are, are basically coming true. And then afterwards, like, well, how do the mechanisms of an appeal go and, and mm-hmm. things like that? Um, he's done mm-hmm. a really good job of explaining that to the industry, um, mm-hmm. to a lot of fools like us that are just kind of guessing at things. Yeah. It's nice to have somebody who's been there, done that. He was a, a mediator before, but I'm going to give it up to uh good old uncle Ed Zorn. Um, I, I out there. couldn't agree more. That's uh that's really excellent point. And I say this as, you know, from a legal theoretical standpoint, I could, you know, have debates about like this issue or that issue. But you're right. absolutely right. In terms of explaining like the impact, what happens next, you know, uh, you're absolutely right. I would th- I would say Ed Zorn's done a phenomenal job. The machinations of the legal departments yeah. or legal things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and as somebody who's actually been a trial lawyer on the plaintiff's bar, you know, that knowledge I think has been incredibly helpful. So I, I'm 100% with you. You know, hopefully – they make, make this maybe in 24, you know, he could have a slightly bigger voice, right? You know, maybe more of like a, a, a series of, hey, here's like, boop, 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 here's what to expect, here's how things are, you know, explaining kind of the antitrust laws, you know, to, uh, to, the, uh, to the industry. I, I completely agree. Uh, he should have a bigger platform. He should have more voice out there. Um, for me, I'm going to completely switch directions to some extent with my nice. Uh, and I'm going to say Sharon Srivatsa, oh, the okay. new president of the real brokerage. Um, and, you know, like you and I have both known Sharon for years and years. So, you know, we know just how amazing that guy is. 
Uh, and when he was named by Real, I think earlier this year, actually, right? I think he started, was it last yeah. year? Yeah, and I think it was this year. I think year. it was earlier this year. Yeah. Um, I remember saying like, wow, this is a huge get by Real. And it, it makes me want to upgrade them if I were a stock analyst, right? <laughs> Which I'm not. <laughs> and I think what we've seen this year is that um, that is absolutely right. Like the growth at Real has been nothing short of phenomenal. And I think a large part of it is because of Sharon. Like the guy is... He is like the most motivational like speaker I've ever like. I'm a pretty good speaker at events, man. And I I once spoke at an event with him, and I'm like, I don't, I I should quit because Sharon is unbelievable. Oh, next like, level, yeah. Next level, he is so good. Um, and as a coach, you know, as somebody who understands real estate, who understands Asian mindset, like, and he's brilliant. Like, he's a former investment banker. You know, like, what a get. What a get for real. Uh, and I think he's proven this year just how how amazing a leader he is by with results. So I'm going to give right. it up for Sharon on my nice list. All right. Yeah. Nice is so, always so much better. <laughs> yeah. So back to the dark side, my friend. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's like I said, it's tough like to – and I know what you're saying, kind of say, come up maybe with with a person that could be the personification of 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 this stuff. Um, yeah, good lord, good lord. Oh man, I can't. I mean, I, 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 you got one in mind? What well, can we skip me again and come back? <laughs> <laughs> We're constantly skipping on the naughty. Uh, on the naughty side, I actually don't have anyone in mind off the top of my head. Uh, so let's just keep going with nice then. You got somebody in mind for nice? I got somebody in mind. Go, go ahead. I'll go. go. With your, All your right. Nice. I'll go. Yeah. This is probably not a name that most of our listeners know, but I'm going to name Amy Nixon. Uh, she's a housing analyst and economist. Uh, she's an amazing Twitter follow. Her Twitter handle is Texas Runner DFW. So implies that she's out of Dallas. I don't think she knows who the fuck I am. And it doesn't matter to me because I know who she is and I've been following her. She kind of got on the radar by predicting the what she calls the Airbnb bust. But the reason why I like her so much, why I'm naming, like I'm saying she's on the nice list. I think she's one, she's a millennial herself, right? And she's been one of those who really has drilled into the plight of younger home, like buyers, the younger consumers. Really talking about how millennials are going through and Zoomers now, right, are going through like economic oppression and a lot of it's around housing, right? The fact that millennials and Zoomers cannot afford to buy a house, right? And sort of the inflation and its effects and the wage suppression. I, and again, because she's a millennial herself, I think it really resonates and she really gives a shit. I love that. Like this has been something we have needed as a country, as an industry for a really long time. Um, which then makes me think of the naughty, which I'll get to next. But I'm I'm gonna say Amy Nixon. If you don't follow her on on Twitter on X, whatever whatever the fuck it is called, um, I would I would give her a listen. She's amazing. She's a really smart. Um, uh, again, the Airbnb stuff. She is what her sort of what she became known as. I look at she's one of the voices for the millennial and younger generation in the current macroeconomic cycle, especially as it comes to housing. So, your turn. Nice. 
Yeah. Uh, can I? Well, I'm just going to add, like, maybe just do it. say, yeah. yeah, like, I'll just put two people in a thing here. And, and, uh, I, I believe there's one more, but the ones that come to mind right now are Tom Hurdlebrink and Carl Demuse. Um, okay. These are two CEOs, uh, MLS CEOs that have done a lot for the industry. I mean, we've talked about M- Northwest MLS on this podcast a lot and, and, and some of the things that they've done that have been very innovative in, in regard to, um, you know, these commission lawsuits and, and being ahead of the pack. I'm, you know, a lot of it due to the broker own nature of, of Northwest MLS, but, um, these guys are, um, leaving the industry now. Um, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, knowing Carl for a long time, um, he has dedicated, you know, his professional life to, to making, uh, the MLS industry better. Um, he's given a lot of that he's been on, you know, ever, you know, a lot of boards and, and he's volunteered his time, uh, not only professionally, but, you know, personally, as far as all the travel and all the extra times he's had to spend on those things. And, you know, what can you say about Tom, right? I mean, Tom's, Tom's a great, great guy. He's been there for a long time. Um, you know, uh, that's a storied kind of, uh, position to fill. I, I still, you know, remember all the way back to Jack Johnson and others there. And now I think Justin's going to be taking over uh, for him. And, uh, but those two uh, individuals, I know there's one more that was, had left. It just, it just dropped my mind, but um, mm-hmm. I'm going to add those guys to nice list for just doing such a great job for the industry. Can't, can't, can't knock that man. I mean, they, they've had how many, 30 years, 40 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A long time of Lots leadership. Of time, and, yeah. yeah. And two of the more important, uh, important MLSs, you know, I guess, you know, for, uh, all right, let's do our last naughty, and then we'll do a last nice. So, the final <laughs> naughty. Yeah, uh, the la- the naughty, the last naughty. Who? Um, yeah, God, good lord. You know, the, uh, and again, how do you personify this? in something um and i don't remember his name i'll just put it this way to those damn to the realtor out there that uh i forget his name i'm gonna i'm gonna use that kind of that'll be my little device here that is you know not being uh transparent about work about commissions that is uh, hiding them or saying the seller pays for them or hasn't taken enough time to research and understand exactly what they're doing. Um, and that is really making it tough for all the good realtors out there to, uh, to do a good job. Those bad, that bad Apple realtor, Mr. Apple, um, mm-hmm. realtor, uh, is just done, uh, so much damage to this industry. And we need to get rid of Mr. Apple. Um, because, and I think, you know, this whole thing that's happening might be able to get rid of a lot of Mr. Apples out there, Mr. Bad Apples. And, um, but, but to the, to the Mr. Apple who doesn't take the time to understand his business and is being nefarious or even just slightly like a uh, non opaque about, uh, these things. Um, yeah, naughty, naughty, naughty. I mean, there, there, there was a lot of things, um, that came out in the trial of like realtor practices, like we're just embarrassing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. really just sunk our own ship. Right. So yeah, I want, you know, the naughty list is, is the, is the Mr. Bad Apples out there uh, in real estate. All right. Yeah. I'll put it that Couldn't way. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And the sooner we get rid of them, the better we all will be as an industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So my final naughty list, you're going to hate. <clears throat> you're going to hate. Oh, I know what you're going to say here. Do you? Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. Let, let's see. Who, who's, who's my final naughty? I'm not... Uh, I'm going to put it in the chat, so I don't want you to say it out loud. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. We, we, we have been partners for too long. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. He has to be. So, and again, I, I feel bad for oh, doing this because yeah. he's such a great guy. He's such a nice man. But I have to put Bob Goldberg on the naughty list. Right. And I understand he retired, but he's still very much in the industry. I think he's still sticking around strategic advisor. And here's why I thought you were going to hate it. Because when he was named, was it five years, four years ago, five years ago, right? You and I did a podcast. We had a debate about Bob Goldberg. And I felt like yeah. he's been there for so long. You know, is he really going to bring change in? You were so confident this is going to be a massive culture shift. He's going to bring a kinder, gentler NAR, right? And the reign of terror that was under Dale Stitton. Bob's going to turn that around. He's going to be much more bottoms up. You remember, you remember all that, right? I don't remember saying it was a reign of terror of Dale of, of, of Stitton. But I mean, you do remember Whatever. that Bob was going to be much more kinder and gentler, much yeah, more bottoms yeah. up. No, much, I, right? I, remember? I, okay. Absolutely. Yes, I do remember. Right. That. Yes. So in light of the whole like Kenny Parcells thing, what, one of the things that it exposed was there's this incredibly hostile, poisonous, toxic work environment in NAR. You can't blame that on Dale anymore. And maybe Bob's not to blame, but as the quarterback, right? Hold on, I'm still out of focus. Right? I mean, I'm sorry. Like you you gotta you gotta own that, right? Sorry, my camera's all screwing up. Um so in a way, if if the reason to have supported Bob um, you know, when you did was that he was going to change the culture at NAR and make it better, then he utterly failed at that apparently. So that's number one. Obviously, under his watch, you lost the biggest lawsuit ever, existential threat. Again, not necessarily like he's not personally responsible, but you're the quarterback. You got to take the you got to take the L, right? Um, and then the whole like Kenny Parcell situation, the sexual harassment side of things, not just a toxic work environment. Yeah, you didn't know that this guy was gonna end up on Greg Robertson's naughty list, really. It's not like Kenny parachuted out of nowhere as president, right? I mean, he's been on leadership team for years. So you didn't, you had, you had no inkling. You, you didn't know, really? Maybe, right? But again, you're the quarterback. You got to take the L, right? So he's got to be on the no list for those reasons. No, I mean, I, I, I think you make some fair points. Uh, and I guess that's all I'll say. Right. And again, Bob, he's one of the nicest, gentlest, kindest man I know. So this is more, you're the quarterback. You got to take the L. So final nice list. I'll start because I wrote about this man. I think Greg Robertson has to be on my nice list this year (laughs) because, man, ever since you left the corporate gig and you're sort of liberated, I I mean, you've really flowered this year, man. And (laughs) – you know, like it's it's like the wings are wings are free. Uh, I can't wait to see what you do next year and years beyond. Uh, you know, there's things I can't talk about how you've been kind to me this year and you know really helpful in lots of ways. So, yeah, I'm I'm putting Greg Robertson on my nice list. So, don't you dare put me on your nice list because I I don't belong on anybody's nice list. I don't think this year. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I'll take the opportunity to kind of set the record straight. You, I mean, it was very kind of you to include me on that list uh, this year, and you said a lot of nice things. Um, I've, I've got too much of a uh, imposter syndrome to take any of that really seriously. <laughs> um, and then, you know, and I'll take exception. I mean, um, you know, I'm, I am putting you on my li- nice list, and I'll tell you for many reasons, but um, uh, I'll disagree with you on some of the things you, you said about me. Um, and that's that, you know, you're the talent of this show. Okay. If it was just me, this would not be an interesting podcast. If it was me and anybody else would be interesting. Rob, you are the, sh- you're the talent. You're the show. I've, I've always said this to you. It's like, I'm here to serve you. Um, <laughs> you're to, very to, kind. <laughs> to, to make, you know, to make this thing happen and flow. And I think the chemistry that we've had together and have been growing yeah. together as we go on, like is something that everybody tells us they love. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I know for sure if it wasn't, if you were on this podcast, it wouldn't even be as near. Yeah. But I could say the same thing. I used to have my own podcast and I stopped it because it's not, it's not, it's not good without Greg Robinson. Okay. Well, let's, yeah. let's just say it's not me. It's not you. It's us on this kind it's of us. thing. So. It's us, baby. Hug, it's hug us, it out. baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know what? I lied. It's not the final nice list. I think the final nice list has to be our listeners, you know, like, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we can be annoying. We do this long ass podcast about boring top, you know, like, and yet we, we have hundreds, thousands of listeners. So, you know, all of you guys that are giving us attention, uh, listening to us in your cars, yelling at the radio, you know, like <laughs> all of you guys, like the, y- y'all are absolutely on the top of our nice list because without you guys, like, I don't think we do this. I think we just do a phone call and, and, you know, yell at each other or something, but. You know, thanks for giving us the opportunity to uh, to hopefully entertain a little bit, educate a little bit, piss off and annoy a little bit. Um, but uh, we're we're really glad to have you paying any attention to us at all. So you are actually on our nice list, and I yeah. know Greg agrees with me on that one. Absolutely, and um, you know maybe we're wrapping here a little bit, but you know the other thing is is that. Um, you know, with, with Christmas and, you know, this holiday season and spirit, I mean, you know, there's that, you know, there's always those kind of phrases that are kind of hackneyed and on every door or anything or else. But the one that kind of like resonates with me this Christmas time is, uh, is, uh, peace on earth. Absolutely. And I and think right now, men. you know, it's just, that's what we all need. I mean, everything going on in the, on the planet right now, and even in this country, um, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. I mean, just everybody, you say it a lot, be nice to each other, be good to each yep. other. Um, yep. and you know, we are just the luckiest people on the planet to be born where we're born. I mean, we just yep. won the lottery, right. Or ended up, yep. you know, as you ended up here. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, just, you know, I'm not a religious person, but you know, we, we've all got to throw something out in the universe, pray, whatever you do into making this just a better place next year. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. And yeah, Couldn't agree more. I would just say, you know, as peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Good. Completely agree. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a bad religious person, so I will throw the prayer out there, you know, on your behalf as well. So uh, let's wrap. I think, uh, we, you know, I would just, again, like to wish Merry Christmas to all the listeners. A happy new year. And echoing what you said, peace on earth. And goodwill towards all men because we really could use it, especially after this year. 
So Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to Myrden. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to our producers. Merry Christmas, everyone. Listen, content is everything. Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now, this big firm's going to come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't want to do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you got to learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh, you should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in-house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.